right, look, wow. How about it? The Cowboys. Is there a team right now? And by the way, welcome. Yes. It is the All City, All NFL podcast. Baldy, because it's uh, your Thursday edition, and the Cowboys once again are the headliner. And Baldy, you know what's been wild is that they, they're a team that just explodes. Like when they come, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. But, like, the Cowboys are the team that come. They're garish. They put teams away. Right? Like, they, they just, come in, and it's just, like, this big production. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is part of this. Is, is Look, having been there, like, I understand it's it's a big show. The, look, I just saw this graphic the other day. It ties right into what you're saying. Like, the top, the, the top 58 programs in all of television have all been NFL games this year. And, like, four of the top five games on TV this year have been Cowboy games. Cowboys-Eagles Sunday night. Like The Cowboys always have a draw because you either hate them or you love them. It, you, you really are never just milk toast about them. So they, they draw. They just they always do. Um, they Anybody that's ever played for the Cowboys, you just get treated like gold. You get treated better than – but that being said, they're, they're a fun team to watch, though. Like, they take Washington on Thanksgiving and they just – like, they look like they could score 50 or 60. Washington fires the defense coordinator the next day. Like, they take teams, yes, they've beaten a lot of bad teams, but they don't let them hang around. No, let, let, let's go through it. Let's go through the season because the season's wild, right? The, this Cowboys season's wild. So, it starts with the opener. And Giants. remember, it, in New York, yeah. and it, it was Daniel Jones – the defense scored two touchdowns, set up a field goal. It was crazy. 40 to nothing yes. was the opener. They don't score a point. They don't score a point. Like, they, you know, Giants come off a playoff win. They're supposed to be, you know, restocked and wide receiving core. And, like, literally, it was it was never, ever competitive. Then it's the other New York team, yeah. the Jets. Jets. Rodgers was hurt, as you remember, to start the season. And this one was equally ugly. 30 to 10. Yes. Garrett Wilson, I think, scored one touchdown early in the game, and that was it. Like, they shut them down. So, the New York teams looked like for a while in that game, they weren't going to score a point against Dallas. So, then, inexplicably, they go to Arizona and lose. Yeah. They, 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 like, they, Arizona dominated that game. They, I remember. Arizona ran. And no Kyler Murray, by the way, back then. No. The, the Josh Dobbs and James Conner, they ran for, like, 220 yards against them. Like, they physically beat them. Okay. Then you come back to Dallas, and they absolutely annihilate New England. Yes. 38-3. to three. It was bad. It was, it, was, it was ugly. It was really ugly. And, you know, defense again, you know, scoring touchdowns and taking the ball away at a high level, a high rate. Like, it was, it was lopsided. But, again, the following week, this is why you still can't trust this team. Because the following week— San Francisco wiped them up. Just buries them in Dallas. Yeah. Like, they, I'm sorry, that was in San Francisco. San Francisco. That game was at San Fran. They bury them. 42-17. Yeah. Yeah, they, they it, it wasn't competitive. I mean, they did whatever they 42-10, wanted. 42-10, by the way. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't it was competitive. Like, they just shut them down. You know, and Dak, you know, threw his interceptions, and it was, you know, it just steamrolled on them. So then you come back. They beat the Chargers in, in L.A., they annihilate the Rams 43 to 20. Right. So they annihilate them. 
Then it sets up the Eagles game, and that was an epic game, great game. Uh, Eagles make all the right plays. Dak steps out of bounds, right? He misses. Fourth and one at the one. Yeah. The schoolmaker comes up short. Uh, he's got Cook. He got, he's got Brandon Cooks on the other side for a walk-in. Mm -hmm. Doesn't do that. They go to the tight ends who ran the run. They were real bad in the red zone during this whole stretch. Like, they were at the bottom of the charts. They couldn't finish drives. But then they come back. Now they got three donkeys mm -hmm. in a row, <clears throat> all right? The Giants again, 49-17. Mm -hmm. Carolina, 33-10. Mm. And then we just watched them Washington. on Thanksgiving, 45-10. to 10. Yeah. So they have scored 40 they're, they're points. They're in the 40s, what, four times? Four times and 38 on another occasion. Big numbers. Big numbers. So who are they, Paul? This is what I don't understand. They just destroy these bad teams. But, you know, the San Francisco game, throw out the Arizona game because everybody's got a clunker, right? The, the San Francisco game, they get smoked. And yeah, but they, here's, here's what's working. the Eagles game, they lose. But here's what's working for them. The offensive line is playing really good. Like, they've got Tyron Smith healthy and playing at a high level. And that allows the rookie last year, Tyler Smith, to go to left guard. Zach Martin is there. Biotis has improved. Terrence Steele is, is more than serviceable at right tackle. He's, he, he's, not, he's a free agent kid that worked his butt off. He's a great teammate. And, yes, he's going to struggle against elite guys. But, you know, they, they know how to protect to help him out if he gets like that. They're playing great. And then Dak right now, I think Dak is playing the position better than he's ever played. Whether, it's, whether it's the audibles, the checks, <clears throat> the dummy calls, the cadence, like all the things that go into quarterback. And the West Coast fits them. That offense. And they're in a good rhythm right now. They're in a, like you saw it against Philadelphia. They went up and down the field against the Eagles. Like they didn't finish because they struggled in the red zone. But, you know, the fact is, like, the Eagles try to play in man coverage. Nobody could cover CD in that game, you know. And then Dalton Schultz has really uh, – uh, not Dalton Schultz, but uh, Ferguson has exploded. Jake Ferguson has exploded right now. And now Brandon Cooks has come on. Um, the only question offensively is what's Pollard this year? Like, what is he right now? Like, he's not having um, – no, I like he's averaging, like it's not bad. He's averaging four point two yards a, ca a carry. Um, you don't. I expected more out of him. I'll be maybe. honest with you. But you know, defensively now, um, see, Cole, do you remember? Give your boy some love here. Okay. Do you remember uh, three weeks ago when we first started the podcast and we were talking about the Cowboys? And I go, why are they getting Brandon Cooks involved? Well, it's happened the last three weeks. Remember that? Yeah, Remember the conversation? I do. Yeah, he was, he was invisible. I mean, that dynamic, and you got a tight end now because Ferguson's a good tight end, right? So, but I think he uh, is out of his mind. I think um, you know during this, like, look, you you call them donkeys, like the teams that they're wiping up here. I mean, they're just better than them. But you know what I see from Dak is when he does get pressured, like he's really maneuvering, really um, efficiently. Like, his movement, and then the, the receivers are working with him. And it's not like he used to move and there'd be nobody open. And, he, like, he's he's finding the secondary receivers after the initial play is over. Yeah. Like, he's doing the secondary stuff. It's, um, I think, you know, I think he's come a long ways. I think him and McCarthy are a good fit together. So, let's talk about the other side of the football. Now, teams are just, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at Micah and – 
they're sending two and three guys after Micah. But defensively, and you know, we talk about Bland. You love. I'll give you flowers now, because you love Bland. Mm-hmm. You were like, dude, he's going to be a playmaker, whole thing, and he's been, and he's done. Look, that. they lost. I mean, they paid Trevon Diggs ninety-five million this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they gave him a big contract after what he had done. He got hurt, you know, in the first game, and so here's Deron Bland coming in and playing that right corner. They play a lot of man coverage, and you know, I mean, it's going to get to the point if this keeps up. And we'll see what Seattle does. They'll have DK Metcalf out there on them. But if this keeps up, I mean, teams are going to just stay away from them. And if they go after Gilmore, Gilmore's like he's ready to take all the extra throws. Like, he, he, like that's one reason why Duran's playing so good is you're in the room every day. Gilmore knows everything. Like, guy's just a book. He's, he's got a book on every one of these quarterbacks. I've sat down and talked to him in the film room. He's one of the smartest people you're ever going to meet. And – He's one of these guys, like, I know he had some injuries at Carolina, but, you know, he never missed a game in South Carolina, never missed a game in Buffalo, doesn't miss game. He doesn't, like, he likes, he loves to play. He doesn't like missing games. So, who are they? Let's, let's think about this. You got tonight, right? Big game, Seattle. <clears throat> both teams uh, played on Thanksgiving, so both teams Rested. have a full week. <clears throat> yeah. All right. I, I look at them, and we know that they can just destroy teams. And the way Seattle's playing, Seattle's struggling right now, particularly on offense. Mm-hmm. So Having, They're, they're struggling to protect Geno. Yeah. Geno's struggling to get the ball down the field. Um, they played on Thanksgiving without Kenneth Walker. Uh, nothing against Zach Charbonnet, but Walker is a home run hitter. And I don't know how healthy he is for tonight or not. I don't know what his status is. But, you know, they, they want to run the ball play-action pass or big three tight end team. They have a certain formula that works for them. It hasn't been working. For a month, it hasn't worked. Like, they beat they beat Cleveland, but really Cleveland outplayed them, you know, um, at, at in Seattle. And so, you know, they're, they're, they're limping right now, and they don't know who they are. They, if it, I get the feeling that Dallas is going to tell them who they are in this game. Like, yeah. I think this is going to be a, a showcase for Dallas – to get ready for the next week's game against Philly. Yeah, yeah. I, well, and and that's it. I mean, they're eight and three. Eagles, as you know, only one loss, and it's going to come down to that game. Well, it comes down to the next two weeks. Eagles in San Francisco this week. Yep. You know, and then Dallas against Seattle. Uh, you know, in Philadelphia. That that's kind of basically determined. You know the outcome of the NFC. Yeah, because you saw the Lions lurking, but that was a big loss that they suffered against Green Bay. But this could be interesting because that game that next Sunday mm-hmm. will be everything. Mm-hmm. It'll be everything, no matter what happens. Yeah, whether the 49ers win and they cut the lead down to a game with the Philadelphia, or if Philadelphia wins, it's still going to put. Um, you know, if Dallas beats Philly. Regardless of what happens in San Francisco and Philly, it's going to reduce. If Dallas wins, the Eagles at the most have a one-game lead with, you know, three to go. No, it, 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 this is going to be incredible. So let's look at Dallas's remaining schedule. you got Seattle tonight, like we said. The Eagles next Sunday night. Mm-hmm. you got at Buffalo and then at Miami. Yeah. Two just nasty games. Two, game, two opponents that the Eagles won. Yeah, they beat. beat. Yeah. So yeah, so they they've got a they've got a you know, but if they're good, if 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 you want to believe who they are, then they should take care of these games. 
and then you're back home against Detroit, that also could matter mm -hmm. for the number one overall seed because everything's about the number one overall seed. Such an advantage to not have to play that first. Just to play two games yep. is amazing. And then they finish off at Washington. Okay. All right. So, I mean, they, they look, they got the work cut out for them. You know, you got Seattle, Philly. Uh, you've got Miami, Buffalo. Like, you got your work cut out for you. Well, you'll find out. But, are you know, are but, they the but, great but, tease? But, like, they're the, you know, they're the beautiful, you know, big, shiny object, the, the car that you go, oh, my God, look at this car. I want to drive this car. But is it going to crap out on you? Does it have well, an engine you, you, you watch tonight? On? You watch tonight. Like, they will have, because we're getting into December here, they're going to uh, have a ranking in this game tonight. I, guaranteed. Like, who's the candidates for the MVP? And they're going to have Dak in the conversation. He should be. And he should yeah. be in the conversation. But also, you know, there's a lot of other quarterbacks and other players. And CD, by the way, CD Lamb is another one who's just had an amazing season. He could be the offensive player of the year. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was a stretch of uh, three games. He had 500 yards receiving in three games, you know, I mean, against these teams. But um, he's having, like, he's one-on-one -on -one coverage. Like, good luck. Good luck if that's how you want to play. I mean, how about these next two games for the Eagles? The Niners? And the Cowboys, like these three it's teams. It's almost better than the playoffs. It is. <laughs> it's fabulous. Like, yeah. I can't wait. Tomorrow, we're going to dive all the way, all into the Niners and the Eagles and the rematch of last year's NFC title game. This is such a, an incredible time, man. Like, just, I almost, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed because we're into December now. Tomorrow's December. And, Oh, the season's starting to wind down. It goes by too fast, Baldy, too fast. Well, we're getting into December, but it's it's also like, you know, I was in the stadium uh, against Buffalo in, announcing the Philadelphia game. And I just got to tell you, like, the playoff atmosphere is in Philly. It's going to be here. For, it's even going to be higher against San Francisco. The weather even affects it more. Um, you know, next week I'm doing San Francisco on a Sunday. I'm doing Miami on Monday night. I'm going to see two playoff teams. Like, the stadiums are going to be rocking. Like, it just gets you ready for the postseason where you literally can't leave your house. Yeah, it's awesome. You just can't leave your house. It's the best. It really is. How about them Cowboys? Ew! <laughs> that makes me sick saying it, but look. Doesn't make me sick. I, I enjoy taking well, a check from the Cowboys. You're a Cowboy, man. You, I, I, I cast those checks. You were. They weren't big checks, but I cast those checks from the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I still remember... You had uh, in your trunk a Cowboys T-shirt, like yeah. from Trading Camp. Oh yeah, and I was like, look, uh, I, that was like the real <laughs> thing, like in 1982. Yeah, with the star, the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it, it must have been something. I mean, let's face it. As look, I'm born and raised in Philadelphia, so you know we're, we're born with a, a cowboy bias. You hate them, right? So. What was it like, though? I mean, that so, historic franchise, and you just— It was a big deal. Yeah. It, was, it was a big deal. I'll tell you, my, the, the, my brother, we, we, me and my brother both came out in 1982. So my brother was a 10th-round draft pick of the Giants. Right? I wasn't drafted, so I was a free agent. So when I signed with the Cowboys, um, they sent their equipment manager, Buck Buchanan, to come to sign me. They didn't even send a scout. They, like they, I was so low on their priority list. They sent the equipment manager. Like I, I got a call from Buck Buchanan of the Cowboys after the draft. I thought it was like Buck Buchanan, the Hall of Fame. Right, 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 right. I was telling all my friends, Buck Buchanan's come to see me. 
the old, this old Why retired. Why you staying like at a hotel? Did your car no. break down or something? No, I was, I, I had an apartment at Duke at the time, but um, I had, I, my car was broke down. I didn't have a working car. The brakes went on it. But anyways, he. That's he, why you use your signing bonus. You need to fix your car. Well, I, I, I negotiated my, I didn't have an agent or anything. I, I negotiated with Buck. I got him to go from $500 signing bonus for a three-year deal up to a $1,200 signing bonus. And so they, so I, I signed my, my deal, $1,200, got my brakes fixed, my car worked. Um, That's awesome. But th I found out that they signed 110 free agents, and they had 16 draft picks because there were 12 rounds of draft. So they had 126 rookies. 126 rookies? So our rookie minicamp, we're all in this hotel, right? It's four to, like, it's like, uh, I worked, I, I roomed with this kid from, uh, some from South Carolina State, Willie, he was a running back, Willie Abrams. He called himself Willie Wu. Willie Wu, Wu Abrams, right? He was actually a pretty good football player. He didn't make the team. But anyways, we had 126 Willie rookies. Willie Wu, I love it. 126 rookies tried out. Six made it. So I was one of the six. Oh, my God. Wait, 100? Can I write this down? So it was like, the, it was like you know, before there was reality TV, this was the original reality TV. Like, literally, there were some guys that literally they'd walk out to practice. We always had to start by doing five chin-ups and run two laps around the field. And we did, we padded up every day. We had three-hour practice in the morning, three-hour practice in the afternoon, and we and we we uh, we conditioned after every practice. And it was full contact. Every drill was full contact. We had guys that just quit, like just flat-out quit. Like they just like, eh, the same for me. Like never saw them again. And then like every day the Turk would come like knock on the door you know, and we had all these dorms. We had like eight guys to a room. And uh, every day, you know, six o'clock in the morning, the Turk would come and start sending guys packing. It's like Project Runway for the NFL. Uh, it was. <laughs> so what we would do, though, is like literally we so we had a, we had all these players. Right. So uh, Alfredo's name, Baldy, Alfredo's name. All I was was like literally camp meet to go up against Randy White or Don Smerrick. Like I just ran card drills. They, they, they had a guy, uh, they had a, uh, a coach in the in the huddle, and then it's like run this play. So we just go run the play, and we'd run thirty two zone plays right at him. You know, sixteen against the first defense, sixteen against the second defense. We did it every morning, inside drill. So when and by the way, welcome. Yeah, it's the All City All NFL podcast. Baldy, cause with you every day. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hang with us every day. As you can see, we get in the stories all yeah. the time in the meat locker. We're going to tackle the Cowboys, but first, let's tackle this story because I, I love this. So, when did you go, when did you start this process? This was so. This is like you know, I did sign as a free agent in May, go to training camp. You know, July thirteenth, nineteen eighty two. First uh, twelve days of camp, it's nothing but rookies. So all we're doing is scrimmaging each other every day, and getting ready for the veterans to show up. We, you know, we start training camp with a mile, uh, Landry mile, mile and a half for time. Like, I literally ran as fast as any linebacker. I was in shape. You know, so anyways, the veterans come, and we're just doing card drills. So, like, they put me at left guard, which is a good thing. I'm, I'm going up against Randy White. He's the premier defensive tackle in football. He's been to seven straight Pro Bowls, whatever it was. So, um, so I'm, you know, he's, he's handing me my lunch every day. But, like, I'm like, yeah, you know. I didn't, ever, I didn't even unpack my bags. I wore the same thing every day. 
So they, they lost my luggage on the way to LA. We practiced in, in Thousand Oaks, California. So I'm like, screw it, I don't need my luggage. If it shows up, it shows. I wore the same thing every day. And I said, if they, if they cut me, then I'm just going down to the Pro Beach Surf Championships in Huntington Beach. That was my plan. So, anyways, that's fabulous. The way that the it's way, 1982, boy. Yeah, I was just hitchhiking down the road. So, so, anyways, the way they did it was the rookies had their own locker room and they just gave you uh, these, these ugly blue pants and they gave you a helmet with no star. You had to earn the star. Wow. So, the, the veterans all wore white pants, the rookies all wore blue pants. The veterans all had a star in the side of their helmet, the rookies didn't have nothing. Like you had to earn the star. That was the thing. All right? That's so, freaking cool. I yeah, got cool. to tell you, that's actually cool. So I just, you know, I go out there and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm going down. If I go out of here, I'm going out fighting. So I fought Randy every day. Like every day I fought that guy. I didn't care what he did to me. How, how late he hit me, whatever. I just fought that guy every day. And I started getting better. <clears throat> you know, like I started getting better and better. And then one day, the defense line coach is a Hall of Famer named Ernie Stoughton. Played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ernie was like an old Bavarian, like big, thick hands on him. Like he was thicker than any defense lineman we had. Like, you know, he played 16 years in the old league where they just head slapped each other. You know, his hands were so broken when he played racquetball, he couldn't grip the racket. It would fly out of his hands, right? So anyways, I'm going in. We always had a meeting at night. So I'll never forget this. It's like one of those moments in your life. So I'm, I'm going in to sit down, you know, and every day the, 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 the ranks are being thinned every day. Okay, so, you know, now we're getting down to a manageable number of rookies, right? So we, we played a preseason game like no rookies even played in the preseason. So I'm coming in like second week. So it's like fourth week of training camp. And uh, Ernie just grabs me and he goes, he just looks at me and he goes, hey, they're talking about you. Meaning the, That's the good, yeah, yeah. So I go, okay, I, I know what that means, coach. So I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. He goes, they're talking about you. So I'm like, awesome. Yeah, it's like one of those things yes. where like you don't know where you're at in this whole thing. You didn't play in the preseason game. Like that's cool. Yeah. So they're then talking about the second preseason game, we we played the Chargers right in uh, in San Diego. So you know we were in Thousand Oaks. We just bust down to San Diego. So anyways, I get on the bus and you know, we always had these homework assignments. So our offense line coach Jim Myers, he was an old Marine, right? So uh, he was real. Dis he liked discipline and you know. He liked me. I was my son of a Marine. He like he liked me. I could tell, but he was on me. So he gives me he gives me this uh, test. We get on the bus to go down to San Diego, and he goes, uh, "I need this in the morning from you." So the test is literally at twenty pages every play, like draw the, your assignment up against you know. And I was playing guard and center, so just draw your assignments up. So, anyways, I give it to him in the morning at the meeting, and he goes, "Be ready." I said, "Okay." I didn't know what that meant. So anyways, we, we, we go out there and we're going up, you know, the, the Cowboy, you know, back then veterans played in preseason. <clears throat> so everybody started their starters. So anyways, we're at the, the, the first series goes, right, and we come off the field. And um, second series, you know, we're getting ready to go to the ball and he goes, hey, going for Herb. I'm the only rookie on the field. I go in for Herb Scott, who's the all-pro left guard. So I'm between Pat Donovan and all-pro left tackle and Tom Rafferty. I'm playing left guard. So like I'm out there like it's and Louis Kelcher was the was the defensive yeah, tackle for wow, the, for the Louis Chargers. Kelcher. Wow, yeah. that's a great name. So Louis head slaps me, man. He goes by me, beats me, like the first pass play. So I'm like my head is swimming a little bit, and I just see Herb Scott on this. I'm looking to the sideline, and you know offense line coaches cussing me out, 
And Herb Scott just goes like this to me. He goes, Mike, meaning, just get back. You're too, too high on the line of scrimmage. Just get off the line. You'll be fine. So I got back off the line of scrimmage. Didn't have any problem the rest of the day. Wow. I ended up, having, I ended up playing the rest of the game. Did you really? Yeah, I played the rest of the game. So I got like, you know, like I was the only, like all the guys that they drafted, none of those guys were out there. Like I was the only rookie out there. Like, you know, we had drafted four offense linemen. I was the only one that they had put out there. So it was wow. like, so I was like going in the right direction. Came down to the final cuts, and Gil Brandt was the, uh, was our, you know, personnel director, general manager. Yeah, I mean, a legend, Gil So Brandt. we're all, oh, so we play our last preseason. We always played Houston last preseason game. So, um, anyways, we play the game. We're all, all the rookies, there was like 12 of us. We're all staying in this hotel. So, you know, we play Saturday night, Sunday. Uh, we're in the hotel, and we're supposed to hear one way or the other. So I get a call. It's from Gil Brandt. And he goes, um, hey, uh, you know, it's Gil. Uh, what are you doing tomorrow night? I'm like, I don't know, Gil. I don't know if I'm going to be here or whatever. He goes, <laughs> so he, he goes, well, what do you think I'm calling you about? I go, I don't know, Gil. He goes, well, do you want to come to dinner tomorrow night? It was like basically the six rookies that made it. He was taking the rookies out to dinner. Wow. Yeah. Gil Monday night. Yeah, Gil. So uh, it, it's two things. That's one, freaking awesome. One. The, the only guy that the equipment manager, Buck Buchanan, ever signed. By the way, his son is the equipment manager for the Cowboys now. So oh, jeez. Like, I, like, I'm, awesome. I'm, like, I'm always welcome to the Cowboys. That's but, cool. Yeah, but... Um, well, Jerry loves you, too. Jerry loves him. So, um, to this day, Buck Buchanan, they always sent... I found out years later that Buck always went out to sign guys, you know, because they didn't have enough scouts to sign all the free agents. To this day, I was the only one that he signed that ever made it. So we always had a special bond. Me That's and Buck. fabulous. Yeah. So tell me about it real quick. Tell me about the dinner. I love this story. Oh, yeah. So it's me, Phil Pozderic, like Jeff Rohr, this guy, uh, our first round pick out of Eastern Kentucky. Like it's six of us, and it's, it's Gil. And he's just <clears throat> telling what, us, what like, did you take you at? Steakhouse? Yeah, it took us to a steakhouse. I, it, it, uh, it, it, yeah, it took us to a steakhouse downtown. You know, we, we're all staying in the hotel together. So, you know, they, they have a van pick us up, and we go down, and, and uh, Gil's there. Got some steaks. Yeah. Well, you know, I was like so nervous to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I was so nervous that like I, I was I didn't even know if I was eating. Yeah. You know, like I was just like I was still it still hadn't and my brother made the Giants the same day I wow, made Wow, that's awesome. So it was like uh Your you mother must have Yeah, been, she yeah. was going crazy, yeah. my mom and dad. So um, you know, I was still you know, so the the, the hotel they had us in was it, it was on the North Central Expressway, which is a big artery in Dallas. But across the street is SMU. So um, I remember when I got the call that I made the team, I was like, so I didn't know what to do. And like the only reason why I made it is because nobody outworked me. So I literally got dressed in a pair of shorts, tennis shoes, and I went across the street to SMU and I ran. Like I ran sprints, 100-yard sprints, until I couldn't run anymore. Like I just ran all of the adrenaline out of my body. I figured that, that, that's what got me here. This is what's going to keep me here. That's awesome. Yeah. So let, so let me real quick, and then I promise we'll get to the the task at hand, which is to look at these Cowboys today. Um, but like, like, I'm just imagining 1982, the Cowboys were still the, oh, yeah. one of the elite. We were America's team, you know. So we had just so. I mean, what was Tom Landry? Did you ever sit with Tom Landry? Only when I left, nobody sat with Tom. Like Tom was like he was he was you know he had a halo. Nobody, uh, he was, he was, it wasn't cold. He just, like, he had a job to do and he delegated. Um, but, 
It was, was but, Roger but 19, there or was he? Or was that no, Danny Roger White? was gone. Yeah. Danny White was quarterback. But we had just lost the NFC Championship game to the 49ers. Oh, my God. That was the epic game. That's the epic game. Okay. My yeah, Canada, the, catch. Clark, the catch. The catch. Okay. So, Everson Walls was the the cornerback on the play, the rookie corner that the ball went over. He led the league in interceptions his first two years in the league. Everson was an unbelievable player. But anyways, you know, you're, you're in the locker room, and there's Drew Pearson and Tony Dorsett and Randy White and Too Tall, and Everson Walls is just the rookie of the year. You know, and there's just star players everywhere. Tony Hill. Pat Donovan and Herb Scott were Pro Bowl left side. and um, But they had just lost three championship games in a row. Lost the Eagles the year before. you know. And so uh, Landry said this year, 1982, it was, it, it was the get-tough year. He was going to make the training camp harder than any training camp he'd ever made. That was the message. Like, we got to get tougher. We can't let a 49er team led by a guy named Montana go down the field and score the winning touchdown against us. So... Like that was that was the deal, man. That's incredible. I mean, think about your history. You love football. You love the game. Think about this for a second. Think about you know that era of Cowboys, Tex Schramm, and you know th- Thanksgiving Redskins. Well, you know right? back that then, was the Washington Redskins back yes, then. Yes, it was the Giants and Parcells and the Eagles and and I guess it was. Marion Campbell was Dick because I think Vermeil had left that year, and I think um, Campbell, or actually Vermeil's last year, and then then Marion Campbell comes in '83. Yeah, yeah, and then Buddy comes. Yeah. You know, Buddy comes in. 86. But like that's the era of like. Yeah, I mean, it was wow. it was Buddy. It was you know Washington was had Joe Gibbs and you know Parcells took over in New York. Landry like that was in, in, in Arizona. Always had a talented team. But that was that was Did, the NFC. East. Was was Bates? Yeah, Bill Bates came the next year. He was the next year. So he, he crazy? So, uh, no, me, me and Bill, we we were best friends. Well, I'd be crazy in a, in a, in a, um, in a football. You way. know what it was? It was like that, uh, that, he literally like he hit so hard he just laid people out. He he started on special teams. Right, he was like the special teams special teams. Like he was nobody was better. And that's back when you know covering kicks. It was just it was mayhem. My dad Mark. called my dad called the nut squad. It was just a nut squad. Go down there and just freaking blow. Like, Bill was unreal. Well, like, he was all season. We're going to have a lot of these guests on to talk about that. So, we're, yeah. we're going to have lots of interesting kind of deep into it. But, like, that, like, to, to me, like, that's such a fascinating time, right? It's it's the 80s. It's, like, you're at the height. I think that TV show, right, Dallas? Yeah, Dallas was, like, the what, most popular what, was show. was, like, a big deal. Oh, like, yeah, it was the hottest show on and TV. And, like, you're Friday living, nights. right? I'm like, you're a... Like, you were super, like, you probably went out to the bars. Oh. And you were like, the we man, a you were a cowboy. Yeah, that was a big deal. It, it still is in Dallas. I mean, it's, there's nothing bigger than the Cowboys. But, and, you know, it, it, there's a, a, a level of celebrity for everybody that's on that team. Like, and it goes far and wide. But it's such a football-loving state. So, like, I played on an off-season basketball team. Drew Pearson was our coach. And one year, 1984, I made more money playing basketball than I did playing football. My contract, I made $40,000 playing for the Cowboys without the playoffs. $40,000 is my contract. I made $48,000 playing basketball. We played we played uh, 50 games around the country. 50 games? We played 50 played, games. Like, that's an NBA team. In fact, NBA stars with resting right and load management, they don't play 50 no, games. No, listen to this. So th- I'll tell you what kind of era it was. So we, we did this barnstorming tour with the Redskins. 
um, for a week in Texas. So we literally picked up the Redskins at DFW Airport in a yellow school bus. So there was 12 of us, 12 Redskins show up. We go to Amarillo, we go to Lubbock, we go to San Antonio, we go to Austin. We play six games in seven nights. So we play a game, we, like we played a game at the Hemisphere That's Arena. Tough. No, listen what? to this. We play the game. Spurs play. Yeah. So listen to this. We're the warm-up game for the Spurs. Okay. They the, the place was sold out to see us. Then the fans left once we left to watch the Spurs play. My God, George Gervin was probably but probably Iceman was there. And then well, wow. So, so then the Iceman. So then we returned the favor and we went to to DC, and we played three games in four nights. We played in Hampton, we played in DC. And we played in some other town. The we Washington played, Bullets. We, we played. Where the team We back played then. the game. We played before the Bullets played. Same thing. We were the war. Elvin Hayes. West Unselm. Yeah, that's a good call. Good call. Uh, that, that, that's probably what was the lineup back then. Oh, my God. Kevin Greedy. We went and played the, the Harlem Globetrotters in Fort Dodge, Iowa. We did, we did a double bill. We played at seven. We came back in at 8.30. We counted the money. Everybody got paid in cash. We went out, back out and played at 9. And then we all went out and partied afterwards. That's fabulous. Now, who's on the squad? So, on our, so Tutal always, well, he came to the big games. So, uh, 2A played, well, 2A played, Bill Bates, myself. The, the, but the stars were Everson Walls, um, Dennis Thurman. Who's uh, the point guard? Dennis Thurman was good. Was good. Yeah. Uh, Dorsett always played. Um, I always played. Uh, Tune was a really good like player. A, were you like a, like a, I was like a point guard? Yeah, I, mean, guard? I, I was point guard. I could handle the ball. I played college basketball. So I was like, you know, Doug Cosby always played. Wait, Baldy? Wait, this is breaking news. Baldy, you were a point guard? I was a point guard. Point forward. Point forward. Like, I handled the ball. But, you know, like, if we went, wow. like, like we went to Norman, Oklahoma. To play the Oklahoma Wait, you played Duke. I played I played at junior college. Did you really yeah, play yeah. Juco Hoop? Wow. Juco Hoop, yeah. To, hey, went, to the, went to the playoffs, national playoffs. Anyways. Um Who the man of mystery. Yeah. So we, we played the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman, right? In a pick in a charity basketball game. It, there were, I don't know, fourteen thousand people. It was packed, right? So we got all like you know, Bosworth is there. Like, all these guys, like, come back and play. Keith Jackson, tight end. Like, they're all playing in this game. Sam Claffin, you know, was playing, like, for, like, I don't know, the Cleveland Browns or something. Like, all these guys. It was like an NBA. It was like an NFL all-star game out there. I'm telling you, like, we had so much fun, man. Like, we're all out with the Sooners after the game. Just having a ball, man. Oh, there was so much fun. We They would fly us on these Lear jets into New Mexico, like South Texas, we'd be on a Learjet leaving Love Field at five o'clock. We'd be in the the city at six thirty. We'd be signing autographs at seven thirty. Play a game from eight to nine thirty. Be on a Learjet going back, playing cards, drinking beers, and going out when we landed with seven hundred bucks in our pocket. <laughs> you worked harder in the offseason yeah, oh, he had so much than fun. you did in the regular. Oh, that's unbelievable. We had so much fun, what man. A freaking all right, listen. Yeah. That's just that's incredible. We had fun. We had, a good, we had a good time. Drew Pearson was uh, he was the man. He was he was like and so listen to this. So I'm the young guy on the on the crew. So if you were playing 
the Redskins for three nights in Virginia. Like we had to get the uniforms washed for the next day. So he gave me that assignment. Go find a washer, go wash the uniforms, clean the uniforms, and we'll give you 150 cash. So I, I, I was the uniform guy. So I'd make an extra 150 going to get the uniforms washed and cleaned. That's awesome. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. That is just gold, what you yeah. just heard. But Everson Walls, Tony Dorsett, Michael Downs, like me, like we, I can't tell you. Who I can't play for Washington. Oh my God, they were loaded, man. Art Art Monk played. Oh, uh, out. Yeah, Art Monk. He he, he was hard. Oh, that Dexter Manley. He didn't play, but all of the all of the Riggins, uh, Riggins didn't play, but all of, like Monty Coleman played. Yeah. He was a linebacker. All of the Smurfs, Charlie Brown, oh, like wow. all those guys played. Yeah. They were all good. Yeah. They were good players, man. Really good Smurfs. players. Smurfs. Wow. Yeah, South Carolina State. Like uh, Dexter yeah. Klingscale played with us. Yeah. Dexter was a good player. So yeah, we 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 were best friends with all those guys, man. We all partied what, with them. What was the story? Right, last one, I promise, and then we're going to move on. But what was the story? I, I love this story. In fact, I actually wanted to do it as a movie. Okay. All right? Like, first I mean, of all, I mean, you know, I got to be thinking already. Like, I notice I'm writing notes down, mm. all right, for a reason. All I love right. This stuff. Like, I'm just, I'm, yeah, you're geeking. Yeah. Um, you guys go into the wilderness in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Now it's you and the and Washington. No, who, no. So the Oilers. So the first. So 1984. 1984. We play the Miami Dolphins on the last game of the season. We have the longest streak in all of sports. Sixteen straight years of going to the playoffs, from like 1966 to 1983. So 1984, we play the Miami Dolphins final game in the Orange Bowl. Marino's second year when he threw 48 touchdown passes. If we beat the Dolphins, we're in the playoffs. For a 17 straight year. Well, Marino beats us and we're out. So um, on the team, we had this guy, uh, Renfro, Mike Renfro. He was a TCU kid, country boy, Fort Worth kid. We had Don Smerrick, myself. So Renfro knew all these guys from the New Orleans Saints and they never made the playoffs. So rather than sit home and cry about not making the playoffs, they went hunting in the bayous of Louisiana. And so did the Oilers. <laughs> so they invited, they invited like five guys from each team, from the Saints, the Oilers. And then since we were out, Mike Renfro comes to me and he goes, Baldy, we got this. Like he played for the Oilers before he came to the Cowboys. The so he goes, Baldy, you know, back in, when I was with the Oilers, you know, we just, we went hunting instead of watching the playoffs. Like we're going on a hunting trip. Like we're shooting everything that moves. You in? So I go to Smerrick. You know, Smerrick's a big old freaking knucklehead defense lineman. Gary Hogaboom. Yeah, he comes over. We all, we all go. So we get there. We're, we go literally, like, into the bayou. They don't even have electricity. They just have these generators, right? And we're, like, in this, we're in this house, right? It's just they had a rule, right? The standing rule. This was set up by the Saints and Oilers. So they're telling us, the reading that's the riot act. You can't go to sleep for the first 48 hours. We drink beer and we hunt and we play cards for the first 48 hours. And we party. That's awesome. <laughs> That's freaking No awesome. sleeping. <laughs> oh, my God. We tore it up, man. You know, like, I don't know what this stuff was. You know, like, they speak a language down there in the bayou. Like, it's English. But it's, you know, it's well, a no, different gutter. No, that's, that's a unique culture. I mean, it's that, a culture. It really it's a culture. Is. It's fascinating. 
Well, how far are you from the Everglades? I mean, you run the water? No, yeah, we got these like uh, these glide boats and all this stuff out there. It's cold as hell too, man. And uh, you know, we're up there at five o'clock in the morning, putting our gear on, getting our shotguns, getting all all our gear on, to go out there and shoot these geese or whatever. They're making the gumbo back there for us. They got a homemade band, like they're beating a, like the back of a pail. They got a homemade cello. They're playing like uh, uh, you know Cajun music. Like it's, awesome. we're sitting there playing Bure, which is a Cajun yeah, card yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing yeah. Bure all night. That's the stakes big, are getting big. Big country game. Big country game. Yeah. So we're playing. We hit a bar like in uh, Sulphur Springs. We go to Sulphur Springs, which is the town closest big town. We hit this bar on a Friday night. It, <laughs> you know, you just imagine like Oilers, Saints, Cowboys walking into a bar yeah, on a yeah, Friday night. Yeah. yeah. And That's the, the beginning of a joke. Oh, it is. I mean, it, it was it was unreal, man. We we you bonded. Sleep for forty eight hours. Forty eight hours. I remember like some of the guys that were on it on that trip. Like Teddy Thompson ran the Green Bay Packers. Teddy was there. He was playing for the Oilers. Mike Reinfeldt, who ran the Tennessee Titans, he was on that trip. Like there was some guys that became big executives in the NFL that were all on that trip, man. Like that was oh man. There's still like that stories. Be a great time, man. Do you see any gators? So listen to this. So the last day, the last day, the temperature, it, it rises like to 40 degrees. So like, I, I'm not a country boy, man. I don't know this stuff, right? So I didn't know like alligators buried themselves in the mud. And when it gets warm enough, they come out of the mud. They were like Saturday morning, it was 40, right? They're like, Bolly, we're going gator hunting. You in? I'm like, yeah, let's go. They're shooting these gators, man. They're like freaking boots, belts. Like they're getting these things cut like... They must have shot eight gators, man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, they, we, we had gator skins. Like, we were making headbands out. Like, they were country boys, man. Like, fishing, hunting, shooting. Like, you name it. That's cool. Yeah. That's actually really, really we cool. We ate everything that we that we shot. Like, we had, we had a Cajun chef there, man, making a gumbo and cooking a fish. And, like, it was like. It, oh, my God. I bet it was delicious. It was. It was on. And the, cold beers. The, the, that's the, a beers, beers were cold. And it. Then they had like this, you know, <laughs> I don't know, this, you know, homemade whatever in a jug. We're just passing the uh, jug yeah, around, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, some kind of stuff. That is. Yeah, that but that was like, that was, that was an experience, you know, like it, it would suck not going to playoffs because you didn't get no extra money. But like those four days down there in Louisiana, like I still am not exactly sure where the hell we were. Like I know where I can get to Sulphur Springs. I know some of the towns down there. But I have no idea where we were. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> you don't get this anywhere else. Okay. You know. All right. That was uh, an incredible. Those stories, uh, I can listen to them all day. <laughs> Make sure it's coming to a streamer. I can tell you. them all day. I, I love it. I'm, I'm going to build a show. I promise you, I will build a show out of those stories. They right. were phenomenal. All right. Time now for uh, Baldy's Meats of the Week. Let's get into it. This is, uh, you know, we're back to Tom Holtz. Yeah, so let's let's start with Josh Allen, the pass rusher from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just been, won a big game, division game against the Houston Texans. Josh Allen, you know, he's out of Montclair, New Jersey, went to the University of Kentucky, been down there, first-round pick, but he's having his best season. He had two and a half more sacks, forced fumble the other day. He's up to 12 sacks right now. The defense has improved. They, uh, you know, that C.J. Stroud had 
two two or three tries to take the lead yeah. late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Josh Allen defense got after him. I got to take my hat off. He, Josh has improved in so many different ways. He's become a smarter player, um, and his talent now is rising to what we once thought it was. All right, meet number two. So there's a rookie right tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, the Steelers fired their offense coordinator, Matt Canada. Um, on Sunday, the Steelers went for over 420 yards of offense. And the right tackle is Broderick Jones, the rookie out of Georgia. He's, he's only 21 years old. Oh, I love that kid, yeah. This kid, I think he's the best rookie lineman in the league right now. But the Steelers are like Najee Harris ran for 99, Jalen Warren. They're running the ball a lot better. They protected Pickett last week. Broderick Jones deserves some love. The way that he's playing, I think since he's been inserted in the lineup, the Steelers haven't run the ball this good in I, in years. I mean, Najee looked great. I he, mean, he did over somebody. 100 yards. I mean, he looked like he was about to run, you know. They couldn't tackle him. I mean, it was amazing to me. So, Najee, Jalen Warren, like the running game is real. We'll, we'll see if they can continue this right now. But Broderick Jones deserves, you know, some, some kudos for being a meat. All right. Well, the top – Tomahawk State. Yeah. The number one meet of the week is Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, honestly, um, every big run that the Eagles have. How about that block? A, every big run that the Eagles have was behind Kelsey. Like he got the whole thing going. They he's got this power step. He's so freaking strong from his from his legs and his hips. Like he just and he can still run as good as any center, any offensive lineman in this league. Like, what he did and how he did it in a in the best game that we've seen maybe all year against Buffalo, he was nothing short of phenomenal. He was. He earned he, a beat. He was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey. Kelsey. Like, you I can never it. get enough Kelsey. Like, you just can't. Like, he's just, he's just too great of a teammate, a person, a player – um, I thought I thought he would. I thought he was the ignition switch yeah. for an offense that was kind of asleep in the first. He's half. the best. He really is. He's yeah. the greatest. All right, there you have it. Baldy's meets of the week. I love this. All right, that's going to do it. Listen, um, where are you at this weekend? So I'm in Washington, Miami, and Washington this week. I'll get a good look at the Dolphins. Yeah, if they're for real, see if they take care of business. Get to see Sam Howell live for the second time this year. He's played well. Uh, you know, we'll, I don't know, you know, Washington, little, you know, a lot, a lot of changes. You know, looking forward to seeing. Them. But I want to see, I want to see what the Dolphins do in this game. I want to see Tua and Tyreek and see this offense. I think a chain might be back. He makes a difference. We'll see how they overcome the loss of uh, Jalen Phillips, who's a big loss. Yeah, that's gonna be that'll be really good. And of course, tomorrow the game of the week is Eagles in San Francisco. So a big preview for us on yeah. the rematch of the NFC title game from last year. So we'll dive into that tomorrow. Yeah, for All sure. Right. I mean, there's so much. It's like an analyst dream. There's so many things to kind of break apart. I mean, you can start at the quarterbacks, go to the coaches, you know, and then the trash talking that's already started from a year ago when Brock Purdy basically ruined his elbow in the seventh play of the game. Uh, it was just so many different. The 49ers, number one ranked defense. Eagles have the best record. Um, it, it's it's great stuff. It really is. So don't miss it again tomorrow, the All-City, All-NFL podcast. Thanks for hanging. From Baldy, I'm Cuz, and we'll see you tomorrow.